my gosh, James. James. Shut up. What's up, Kristen? How are you? I mean, don't shut up. It's the start of the podcast, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Did you hear about how Harry and Meghan love binge watching TV. I know. Hashtag Hagen. They're just like you and I. I'm so happy. <laughs> They're so real. Yes. MSN reported it yesterday and it just makes me love them even more. Do you think they'll be binge watching that Lifetime movie about them when it's uh, when it's on? I'm sure they're going to watch it on repeat. Oh my God. Yes. Obviously they're going to, but I think you're jumping the gun, James. Let's save that for the headlines. Right. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. First, we have to introduce ourselves. Yes. Okay. I'm Kristen Meinzer, an American royal enthusiast. And I'm James Barr, a royal-loving ginger based in the UK. And you're listening to When Meghan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast. In each episode, we examine the latest news about the wedding, do a deep dive into a pressing issue about the royal couple, and finally give our predictions for what we think will happen at the wedding itself. I think I'm the biggest fan of our own actual podcast. I love it. Should we get into it? Should we start this week's headlines? (laughs) Yes, let's get into this week's headlines. So first up, we have to talk about the first royal appearance of the year. Last Tuesday, uh, we recorded just a few hours before it happened. And ever since, we've been thinking about that visit, looking at the photos, obsessing over Meghan's bun and watching all the clips on social media. The couple went to represent radio in Brixton to meet and chat to volunteers, staff, producers, presenters and DJs. And they drew quite the crowd. Yes, they did. And that bun you're referring to, some of the press seemed to be a little bit obsessed with the fact that Megan wore kind of what people call a messy bun. Yeah, a messy bun. And I thought she looked terrific. She looked completely on point 2018. You are stylish. You have a nice scarf. You have a messy bun. You just look real and beautiful at the same time. Kristen, I don't agree. I'm so sorry. I love Megan. You know I'm her biggest fan, maybe second biggest fan. But you can't wear your hair in a messy bun if you're a royal. James, I love you, but... Just a second here. We cannot have them all the time with helmet hair and pearls, okay? It's not... <laughs> it, I, I know I know you're British, and I know that's what you think, but no. I just... The messy, no, I just... Megan is a modern princess, okay? She's a modern princess. Oh. Elsa is a modern princess in Frozen, and she would never wear her hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> also, she is a cartoon. Okay, we digress. We digress. <laughs> right, yeah, we, we have should much move more on. important things on. to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Love you, Megan. You do you. But actually, right now, we're very excited because we have a surprise guest on the show. Represent DJ Giovanni Letford slipped his actual business card to Harry at the end of the royal visit, hinting that he'd like to DJ at the royal wedding itself. And we have Giovanni here to tell us all about it. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, Giovanni, thank you so much for being here with us today. By the way, Giovanni, you host your own show on Represent Radio. Can you tell us when that is? Hey, um, thanks for having me. So yeah, my show is on a Monday from 12 to 2pm. It's the Giovanni Letford Lunchtime Show. Um, That's um, GMT as opposed to... um, EST. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll be sure to go online and listen to it here in the States so that we can enjoy you there. And shout out to your Twitter as well. It's at Giovanni Letford if you want to give him a follow. This is so amazing. I mean, you were so bold. That was a touch. (laughs) Yeah. 
Explain what you did. I'm a DJ presenter on Represent and um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were coming down to the station just to check out what we do there. And um, to be honest with you, I didn't actually think I'd get close enough to even give a business card um, to him and stuff. <laughs> but you had it ready. Yeah, well, wherever I go, I carry uh, my business cards with me. So smart. And I just figured, I mean, I know that obviously today we live in an age where we just exchange social media details, Instagram, etc. Yeah. Um, so I took the view that I'd have a card that sort of felt quite nice and looked nice so that if someone had it they they wouldn't necessarily throw it away they'd, they'd okay. almost feel like this is valuable so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I slipped him the um <laughs> the business card and, and he looked at it and he was like oh what's that and I just said oh well if you need a DJ at your wedding um but you were way more bold than that yeah I mean we've all seen it. you didn't just go if you need a DJ you were like if you need a DJ at yeah, your yeah. wedding woo, yeah, yeah. hit me up bro <laughs> um it was very it was amazing. I mean, yeah. It was my inspiration for 2018. Oh, like, thanks. just go out there and get what you want. Yeah. Oh, my God. You were amazing out there. You were amazing. And I just thanks. have to ask, was this your first time ever meeting royalty face-to-face? Had you ever met royalty in person before? Yeah, this was my first time. And what a first time it was. I mean, I suppose they say sort of, you know, it's almost like London buses, like, none come up. And then when, when one does come, they all come together. And so it's almost like this was the moment. But I didn't anticipate the the reaction as a result of it and you know just like you said everyone's said that it's sort of made them you know feel like 2018 is the year that they can just be bold and and just grasp whatever it is they need to grasp by the by the hands and that's stuff, awesome so. that other people have picked up on that as well yeah what was it like being in the presence of royalty megan and harry right in front of you it was it was it was quite surreal because i mean i i, I watch suits and so normally when I see Meghan Markle, it's sort of, there's like a TV screen between us and stuff. And the same with Prince Harry, to be fair, if yeah. I see him on the news. And so, you know, to see them sort of walk past us and you could tell that they were both obviously very important people, but they were very humble and down to earth and elegant and, you know, just. Oh, my God. I just love hearing from you, you firsthand. I've never met either of them in real life, only in my dreams. And mm. I just love <laughs> hearing from you that they're just as wonderful in real life as I want to think they are. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, even when um, Prince Harry took the card and he he sort of showed it to Meghan, and you could see sort of Meghan's Meghan had a sort of it was like a, a smile, a sort of ah, oh, like that was that was really that's really cool what you've just done. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, you, you, some people like other people might, for example, receive the card and just not say anything or throw it away on the floor or something. But um, no, they were very sort of gracious in the way they accepted it i mean even if i if i don't get the phone call um, at least they didn't embarrass me in front of the whole world you know <laughs> no the smile he gave you was very endearing yeah and yeah. i feel like he's i feel like you're here from the palace have you heard from the palace yet um not yet um not yet um, i'm keeping i'm keeping my, my my fingers crossed the dms are open the fingers are crossed yeah yeah just prince harry Meghan markle just slide into my dms when you're ready <laughs> <laughs> so if they do if the palace does get in touch with you or we should say when the palace <laughs> gets in touch with you what's going to be your like what's your set what have you planned to play so um so okay so first answer side because that's obviously something special between them two but um you must have ideas for first dance. yeah i've got that's i do, my I do next yeah, question. yeah. That's our next question well i do i've got a few ideas and um, one song in particular would be a Luther Vandross and Beyonce collaboration on the track called The Closer I Get To You. Yeah. I love that song and, and it's it's a very sort of beautiful song and romantic song about two people coming together and stuff. But equally, I'd I'd actually, I'm quite a big fan of Daniel Bedingfield, If You're Not The One, the acoustic, really? the acoustic version. And I've I've played that at a wedding before and, and I think actually in terms of as far as first dances go at weddings, I've played that and I've played a variety of first dance songs. That one... I don't know, it kind of personified the moment the best, I I reckon. All right, final question. What song are you going to play in order to get Queen Elizabeth and Philip up there shaking their booties? So I've had had a think about this, and I think what I'd actually do is um, I'd remix 
the national anthem, if if I'm allowed. Because the way I see it is that, you know, the national anthem, everyone in, in the congregation would probably stand up firstly out of respect. So if my set was bad, which I'm confident it wouldn't be, they'd then have to stand up anyway and dance. <laughs> but but um but jokes aside, yeah, I'd I'd probably yeah, I probably would I'd probably play that or maybe even something by Queen just for the the, the connotations that are associated Ooh, with it yeah. as well. So. Killer Queen. I need this needs to happen. I can't wait to see you at the Royal Wedding DJing. Fingers crossed, fingers oh, crossed. It's gonna be amazing. We'll look forward to it. We'll be cheering for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So another massive big up for Giovanni for popping in. Giovanni Letford is a DJ and presenter with Represent Radio. You can find him on Twitter at Giovanni Letford. <laughs> can I be your plus one? <laughs> possibly i hope you get that oh my gosh that was so great that was so great and now james let's continue with the rest of our headlines right. today i am going to be the plus one though just so you know i'm going to be his plus one. Oh no i am no uh the independence reported <laughs> that former conservative mp minister Anne widdicombe has made horrible remarks about megan <sighs> oh my god yeah it's so bad Anne said quote I think she's trouble, background, attitude. I worry. I add it all up and I'm uneasy, but there we go. And the remarks were made and broadcast on Celebrity Big Brother, so classy, right after Meghan and Harry visited Brixton, which is the heart of London's Caribbean community. For those of you who are not in London and don't know that, very diverse community, really just completely I mean, in a million ways, not okay. No. And, oh, God. I mean, firstly, Anne Willicombe, you're on Big Brother. Can a politician turn reality star really be so high and mighty anyway? And everyone on Twitter has been coming for her after these remarks. The viewers of Big Brother have also noticed how racist, classist and ridiculous these comments were. Jen Heron wrote, Anne Widdicombe says Meghan Markle is trouble. Have you ever heard such shameless classism? And Joe Anderton tweeted, of course Anne Widdicombe doesn't like Meghan Markle because of her background. No, no. And, you know, our next headline, this is such a bummer. If one racist politician isn't enough, I mean... The Guardian reports that the leader of the UK Independence Party, Henry Bolton, he's being urged to resign his position after his girlfriend, Joe Marnie, also made racist comments about Meghan Markle, inflammatory, horrible, racist comments. And Bolton is 54. Marnie is 25 and a former model, in case you're not familiar with them. And his relationship with Marnie, just notably, he has... uh, can we call her a homewrecker? He, he is with Marnie <laughs> uh-huh. because he was cheating on his wife yeah. to be with her. It's definitely yeah. safer yeah. for you to say those things whilst you're in America and, <laughs> and me to stay quiet because <laughs> I'm here. But no, I completely agree. It's it's this, it's such a... Dis- what she said is disgusting. And the fact that he hasn't yet resigned is also disgusting. For me, he's guilty by association. Oh, God. Should we read some of these comments or should we not? They're just so reprehensible and ugly. Just warning to listeners, they're just very, very ugly comments. Yeah, I think we should, but they are horrific. I I, I almost don't want to read them. I'll just read a little bit. She's a gender equality twat. She's obsessed with race. Her seed will taint our royal family. Dumb little commoner. Tiny brain. This is Britain, not Africa. Oh my God. The number... Of things she says, I, it's just. I'm so I, like I'm a. Fa- I'm so sorry if you're listening to that as a British person because that is so unrepresentative of what British people feel. That I'm. I'm. I'm just speechless and heartbroken by it. It's disgusting. I hate that it's in the news as well. Like just. 
And, and and of course, after all of this is now out in the open and under scrutiny, Marnie, of course, put out a statement. Let's read what her statement says. She says, quote, I apologize unreservedly for the shocking language I used. The opinions I expressed were deliberately exaggerated in order to make a point and have, to an extent, been taken out of context. No, that you cannot take. No, you can't. Like, these were her text messages. These were screen grabs. Out of context? Who the, Who are you kidding? Like, if you've said something, just... I, I hate it when people don't own what they're actually saying, like as awful as it is. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so ugly. This is so ugly. No, you should not be allowed anywhere near politics and you shouldn't be allowed to speak on behalf of England in any way whatsoever. You shouldn't be even able to say Megan's name. The rest of her apology said, no offense was intended, please. And again, I apologize unreservedly for any such offense or hurt that my messages have caused to members of the public, members of my UKIP friends, family and loved ones. Okay, I'm just going to say on behalf of all the public, apology not accepted. To the tower with her. Send her to the tower. Yes. We should have a new feature on this podcast where we send people to the tower. <laughs> Go to the tower with Megan's bitch older sister. <laughs> let's do Let's hit our next headline, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's do it. I need a drink. We all need a drink. Lucky for us, Food and Wine reports that the wine Harry and Meghan will probably be serving at their wedding is from a winery that makes wine that's less than $18 a bottle. Oh, my God. More proof that they're just like us. Just like us. Well, maybe if it's like $6 a bottle, it's just like me, I should say. (laughs) I love skinny girl wine, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Um, It's called Chapel Down Winery. It's based in Kent. Kate and William reportedly served Chapel Down wine at their wedding as well. The winery's cheapest bottle is just $18. And their brute, if you're more interested in the bubbles, is about $32 a bottle. I love that they're doing this. I love that they're doing this for a number of reasons. One, because, you know, I don't see why they need to break the bank to have a really great wedding. Yes, you're royal, but you don't need to break the bank to have a really great wedding. Plus, all of those studies that have been done over and over again by behavioral economists and so on, they all show that in blind taste tests, most people cannot even tell the difference between cheap wine and expensive wine. And those are studies with like sommeliers, those people who do wine things. I know nothing about wine, by the way. (laughs) So for me, this is great. Like just get, let's just have the house white. That's kind of what's going down here. and, And I love it. And while we enjoy that $18 wine, we can also snuggle in and watch a movie about the greatest love story of all time. As we hinted at the top of the show, Harry and Meghan have a lifetime movie depicting their love from their very first date onward that's going to be released in the near future. I love this. And I just want to throw my name into the hat that I should play Harry. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, my God. I would love that so much. It would be amazing. And one more thing, which seems like a funny formality, but People magazine writes that Prince William uh, hasn't actually been asked to be Harry's best man yet. What? What? What if they don't actually pick Wills? I just, I can't even imagine. Who else would do the job? Would it be like James Blunt? Would it be James James Hewitt? Hewitt? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god did we Jinx. make the same joke oh amazing god. oh my god Obama okay. Obama maybe is a good shout oh he would be so good he'd be no but he'd be distractingly good he'd be too good he can't be best man no he'd be too good <laughs> alright we have to take a break but stick with us because we'll be back in just a moment with our deep dive of the week And we're back. Yes, it's time for our deep dive. And we have a very special guest with us here in the New York studios today. We have Matt Belisai, 
to talk with us about a very important deep dive topic, British heartthrobs. Yes. Oh my God. Matt, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I am an expert. I'm a self-appointed expert in British hot guys, heartthrobs, whatever your, whatever your chosen noun is. And you're also a redhead, right? I am, technically. I'm losing my ginge the older no. I get. No. Oh, it's still there. Get okay. yourself a CVS, <laughs> Matt. Get yourself some hair dye pronto. <laughs> I know, but you know what I what I love about the the royals Harry and William is that they they represent uh, balding gingers. I think in a very <laughs> important way for the culture. Yes. Well, before we get further into what they look like, what their hair is like, and so on, we have to point out that on the side, when you're not being a British heartthrob enthusiast, you also are hosting a show yourself mm-hmm. called The Unhappy Hour, and you're the author of the book. Everything is awful. So yes. we are we, we encourage everybody to check those out. Thank you. And what is your Twitter handle? Matt Bellisai. It's my name. Um yeah, that's what you can find me on all the things. Oh at great. Matt Bellisai, yeah. Great. All right. So let's get into this deep dive question. Is the wedding actually a sad moment for all of us? Because now that Harry is getting married, we can no longer imagine ourselves with him. I this might be controversial for this podcast, but I'm deeply upset about the fact that Prince Harry is no longer available. Obviously, because I mean, I was always in the running. I think we we can agree on that. Um, a lot of us. James were. might disagree because I think he thought he was I, in the running. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Sorry, you know Matt. what? I could say we were both in the running. Um, okay. Yeah. I will say. I mean, I feel like I together just, we like, were both in the running together. <laughs> The first royal thruple. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We uh, royal ginger thruple. <laughs> <laughs> Our secret plan to repopulate the earth with ginger children um, has failed. <laughs> but yeah, we are now. He's he's just the fantasy is gone. He is he's trapped. <laughs> he is Can we put a, a violin over this? He's trapped. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I think everybody who listens to the show knows that Harry versus William, Harry was the hottie, right? Yeah. Um, and he's still possibly the hottie, even though he's getting married for some of us. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't change his hotness. If anything, it makes him hotter because now he's like... Unavailable you know, and psychologically tormenting us. Right, exactly. <laughs> now there's just more hoops to go through. The uh, Yeah, the conquest is even... But this is turning into a very deep dive, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but will you settle something for us, Matt? Because... Um, Kristen, at the start of this podcast on episode one, suggested that Harry was punching with Meghan and she was marrying down. Like, who do you think is hotter? I mean, I, I think she's she's winning. She's winning. She's, you know, she's snagged to the guy that we we all love. But, I mean, in terms of, like, success, she's she's the clear winner here. So he's, he, I guess I'm saying she's... She's marrying down. <laughs> but but is is she also hotter than him with looks? I can't. It's like a, asking me to compare a, a super hot apple with like an orange. And I just don't like oranges. And that's oh, what, like it might be a beautiful orange. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should swap those because he's the ginger. But I, <laughs> she's beautiful. And he's, you know, it's a great match. But it truly is. You know, if he weren't a royal, he would just be, you know, like a hot. I don't know, rugby player on the side. You know, he's, that's great. But 
she's got you know she's got the success and the the, the self madeness and they're both gorgeous. They are. They they're are both gorgeous. It's, so, a, it's so a hard gorgeous. choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, for those of us out here who are wondering, can we still lust after Harry now that he's getting married? And if we can't, who in that world can we lust for? Like, if we're going to choose top British men to lust for now that Harry's going to be taken, who should we be chasing after? Yeah, I mean, we, there are plenty of options, fortunately. There's not plenty of royal options, uh, but, you know, there are plenty of hot British men. So who's on the top of Named your Harry, list? actually. I mean... I am. I, I noted Harry Styles uh, enthusiast. Yes, yes. So, uh, but I, I just have to interrupt you on that one. Zayn Malik is better looking. Well, you know, I don't disagree, but I <laughs> I can't agree. <laughs> I won't go on the record as agreeing with you, but I don't disagree with you. If that, you know, if you're following, listen. I think that's another one where I you can't choose. Why not both? <laughs> we I live completely in agree. 2018. I just think Zayn Malik is hotter. Look at those eyelashes. Look yeah. at those. Oh my Abs. God. He's gorgeous. He's yeah. gorgeous. And bringing it back to the royals, like Zayn deserted the royal family of One Direction. Um, <laughs> he abdicated that throne. So really, yeah. Harry continues to be the hottest. I mean, that is true. He he's he he carried through. He was loyal to the end. Uh, all right. So beyond One Direction, <laughs> who are who are the British guys we should be giving our hearts to right now? Brooklyn Beckham it kind of falls into. Oh yeah. I mean, I think he is like a good pick for someone who is is like the the child of basically royals, right? Because mm, like Buckingham Palace. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I think he's he's a good replacement. He's also like I don't know. I think he has a photography book. He's like he's out there. He's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. He's an artist. Great. <laughs> uh, who who else? Uh, I John Boyega obviously is 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 like international royalty now mm. because intergalactic royalty. Yes, but if we're going to talk about intergalactic royalty, I'm going to go with one of his co-stars, Donald Gleason, who also happens to be a ginger. Right, right. And I've had a redheaded crush on him for years now. That's I've been totally true. crushing out on him for ages. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. That's yeah. a good choice. Yeah, I like him a lot. And, you know, if we want to go slightly older, mm-hmm. like many, many, many people on the planet, I love Idris Elba. That's true. Yeah. He's more he's more like kingly to me than princely. <laughs> he's like transcended. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, James, who do you think? Who do you uh, think we should the be one, lusting you for? You know, I lusting after John Boyega is something I do pretty much every single day. Really? I don't know how many times I've seen Star Wars now and I don't think the plot's that good. Um, he's super, super hot. Uh, who am I lusting after at the moment? I mean, I, also, I just want to say, not that I'm lusting after myself, but I, I could have been mentioned, guys. I could have been mentioned here. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I just wasn't thinking. That's all. I, I wasn't thinking clearly. It's okay. I'll get through it. I'll get through it. I'm fine. Can, can we talk about other hot royals, though? So we've been talking about hot British celebrities, but... Are there any other, like, legit royal people who are hot that are on the market still? I don't know about on the market still. There are other hot royals. I think the hottest non-British royal is Prince. He's the the Swedish prince. Carl, I think his name is. Carl Philip. Yeah, he's uh, he's the prince of Sweden. 
And uh, he's married to a princess, obviously. But, you know, I think we've proven that 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 doesn't really matter. <laughs> what about King Felipe the Sixth of Spain? Yeah, he is like in the older category again. And he is, you know, king. So there's a level of, you know, regalness there that is not present in the princes. But he's he he's, you know... He's what the children might call a daddy. I wish <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that, but I said it. <laughs> I literally have that written on my prep. <laughs> that is See? exactly there. You go. Yeah. Uh, but he is also a douchebag. So oh well, there you go. Oh, a douchebag and a daddy. Oh, oh I don't know which way <laughs> to go like with that. That's like a category. That's a category on dating websites. Douchebag douche and daddy. Yeah. So there you go. It works for some people. Oh my god, guys, we didn't mention Jamie Dornan. That's fine. <laughs> what are you kidding me Jamie Dornan is so hot I think Jamie Dornan he's a good person to mention because he's hot but in a, a like having no personality way like just a like mannequin kind of hot yeah which can be a kind of like royal hotness where you're like so you know otherworldly that you're not that you have no personality you're just hot it's just like sitting at one of those giant 25 foot dining room tables and at the other end of the table is a block of wood i don't want to have dinner but with a block of wood what a block of wood <laughs> i will say you know even though there are plenty of of runners up that are available uh it is a sad moment and you know we'll just have to live with it and and continue to to watch his hotness blossom from behind the veil but remember harry may be off the market but with meghan the hotness quotient for the entire royal family goes through the roof this means that all future offspring <laughs> of the royal family will be just as hot possibly even hotter than Harry is at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I should just add in a, in like 18, 20 years, but I completely agree. Yes, yeah. yes. and the future <laughs> will thank us for our sacrifice today. Yes. That's so true. That's so true. Matt, thank you so much for coming into the, to the podcast and popping up on our deep dive today. It's amazing to have your thoughts on all the hot British men, even if I wasn't one of them. <laughs> Always happy to provide my, my expertise. <laughs> You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Bellasai. And reminder, his podcast is called Unhappy Hour. Thanks so much again, Matt. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you at the wedding. (laughs) Bye. And we'll be right back after this with our prediction for the week. But first, a little break. And we're back. This is where Meghan met Harry, a safe space to chat and obsess about everything to do with the royal wedding. And each week, we're making a prediction about the wedding day, the most important day of all of our lives. And we're going to make a drinking game bingo board so that you can play along during the ceremony with all of our predictions and basically get really drunk because these predictions are all coming true. And we'll be getting drunk on (laughs) Chapel Down wine. Yes, yes, we will. So, Kristen, are you you ready for today's prediction? Oh, I am so ready for it. Let's just say it out loud. Let's just say it. We are predicting Harry will be getting married in his military uniform. What? No way. Yes. Yes, way. Way. And this is a huge deal because, you know, there's been debate back and forth on this. He's not actually in the military anymore, but his older brother wore a military uniform and wearing a military uniform says this or it doesn't say that. 
Here's why I'm saying he's going to wear a military uniform, though. <laughs> Here comes the shade, guys. Yeah, it's going to come. It's going to come. Because <laughs> there, this is probably the biggest day of Harry's life so far. And he wants to look like he has a job and that he's contributing there to society <laughs> and that he's done good work for the country. And if he's just showing up in normal clothes, that's not going to do it. He wants to show people through his clothing what he has done for the great UK. And he's super hot and he's going to look even more hot in his uniform. So I'm here for it. <laughs> He'll look like an officer and a gentleman. All those things. Yes. Oh, my God. Literally. And a royal. Oh, yes. new movie. Yes. He, he's going to look um, so dignified. But the question is, of course, which uniform will he wear? Right. So he could be wearing the Blues and Royals Dismounted Review Order outfit. Yeah, which includes spurs on the boots, which is like insane. How amazing would it be to watch Harry getting married with spurs on his boots? And then it also includes aiguillettes. That's kind of gold braiding on the right shoulder. You know what that looks like? It's what he wore to Will and Kate's wedding. That's today's word of the day, aiguillettes, everybody. And there's obviously a chance he won't wear that particular uniform again, because maybe he doesn't want to like wear the same outfit twice since he wore that to Kate and Will's wedding. But, you know maybe just as spiffy could be the tropical weather dress. And that's the white uniform with those fantastic gold accents, very nautical, a little bit love boat. Maybe he'll wear that on his honeymoon. I don't know. I I mean... Oh, and I just love a man in a white uniform. Oh, that would just be amazing. That, That would be amazing. And I mean, just note here, not everybody agrees with us in this prediction. Royals expert Alistair Bruce thinks he will not be wearing a uniform because then others will also feel that they need to wear a uniform as well. And that will change the feel of the event. So, you know, just we full disclosure, not everybody agrees with us about what Harry's going to wear on the big day. But we here, we're saying it right now. Harry, according to this show, will be wearing his military uniform. Well, that's it for our prediction this week. If you have any thoughts or predictions on anything we've chatted about, we love hearing from you. You can tweet at Royal Wedding Pod or get in touch with us on our email as well. We are When Megan Met Harry at Panoply.fm. When Megan Met Harry is produced by the very, very princess like Lindsay Cradwell. Special thanks to the king like Ryan Dilly, our producer in London, and thanks to His Royal Highness Andy Bowers at Panoply. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and please leave us a review too and tell all your hashtag Hagen watches and Anglophiles. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. I'm James Barr. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to tell us what you like or what you don't. Here's looking at you, Prince Charles fans. Sorry we came for your prince. <laughs>